Hello there, this is Livingstone Uluwalula on Activating Angelic Assistance. I'm so excited to be sharing God's word with you again on this episode, right? I hope the last two episodes blessed you. So we are just going to continue from where we stopped in the last episode and um, in this episode we're going to be looking at engaging angels by faith. Engaging angels by faith. Okay? If we look at the scripture critically, we'll see how that angelic ministry around God's people manifested from, um, will I say, two different sources now. The first is the sovereignty of God. But this does not really have anything to do with man. It has all to do with God. God can sovereignly send his angels Sovereignly said his angel to you to help you. Right? To help you to bring provision, to bring spiritual supplies, to bring revelation, to bring direction. Right? And the other source is man initiating angelic activities. A man can also initiate angelic activities. Right? If you read the scripture book of Daniel, chapter 8, chapter 9, chapter 10, chapter 11. You see the scripture, right? In these chapters, they are flooded with angelic ministries and angelic activity all around Daniel. And we'll see how the Daniel prayed. Daniel stood in a place of intercession and he prayed. Reading the book of Daniel, we don't see that Daniel prayed quite a lot, right? Daniel prayed quite a lot. Daniel prayed quite a lot. And his prayers moved moved God to move the ministry of angels on his behalf. You see how Gabriel will come to him and Gabriel will say that because of your prayers, I was caused to move softly. I was caused to move swiftly rather than I was caused to move very fast to come to you. At another point in time, an angel of the Lord came to him and said that because you have prayed, God has sent you to bring revelation and understanding to you because you have prayed. You see in the scripture, right, the book of Acts of Apostles, Chapter 10, the Bible says, because Cornelius prayed and gave hands, God sent an angel to him. So, people can initiate angelic activities by their prayers, and God sovereignly can initiate angelic activities around the children of men on the earth. But today, we're going to be looking at engaging angels by faith. How do we maximize angelic ministry? With respect to when God sent them so early to us and we initiate their ministries and their activities and operations around our lives. Around our lives. Can we can we take a study on um, the book of Luke chapter one, right? The book of Luke chapter one and the life of the life of Mary. The Bible records that the angel of the Lord appeared to Mary. The Bible says the angel of the Lord said, Thou art highly favored. And the angel of the Lord began to prophesy about, about the child that is to be born by Mary. The Bible never recorded that Mary prayed. The Bible never recorded that Mary fasted. But the Bible says she was highly favored. She was highly favored. One of the things that we need to realize with respect to the supplies of God for our life is that it comes to us first and foremost by His favor and by His mercy. 
There is nothing we will ever do that will bring us to a place of ultimate merit of the goodness of God. The only things that God gives us as reward, it is still first on the foundation of His mercy and His grace because it is God that is at work in you both to will and to do His good pleasures. So if God is rewarding you actually, God should be rewarding Him that is in you, that is making you do the thing that you are able to do to please Him. Right? But then God is God is gracious. God is merciful. Such that the rewards He brings to us for the things that we have done in His name and to the place of His name, they are, a, they are an expression of His goodness and His mercy towards us. So the angel said to Mary, Thou art highly favored. He didn't do anything to deserve it, but then God has chosen and elected you to be the mother of the Savior of the world. You know, and then Mary took a very wonderful posture to receive this ministry of Gabriel. You know, she took the posture of humility, she took the posture of brokenness, she took the posture of a contrite heart. Can I can I read the scripture to us as as we study this together, right? Luke chapter one and from verse 27. Okay, let me, let, me, let me read from verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. You see that the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. That was a divine visitation that Mary had. However, we see how that the angel was sent with a particular address in mind. God sent that angel to a particular address. The angel didn't mistake Mary to someone else. God sent that angel to a city of Naz- to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, and to a particular person, to a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Wow, this is so profound. Can you see the detail with which God sends angelic ministry and angels to men? Look at look at the detail. So that means anytime an angel comes to you, now can I say this, can I say this, not all angels knows you. Not every angel knows who you are. But if an angel appears to you, it is because God has sent that angel, right, on a special assignment to you. And that angel has received the detail of, the details of your life with respect to your location, Right, your location, your family, where you are based, where you will be at that particular time. So the angel is supposed to come and meet you at that particular place, at that particular time, as God has ordained it to be. So Gabriel received from God the detail of Mary's location, and then he came exactly and directly to Mo- to Mary without missing the place he was sent to. Hallelujah. This makes me to say that every angelic visitation you have ever had in your life and you will ever have is intentional. The reason the angel came to you and not your brother who was in the same room with you when the angel came is because the angel received your detail from God and came to you. Hallelujah. Remember also that it was the angel that appeared to Cornelius in Acts chapter 10 that gave Cornelius the address of Peter. Hallelujah. You know, I was listening to one of my um, um, 
mentors talking about angelic ministry and then he said he said he perceived that that angel that appeared to Cornelius is is is, uh, is Peter's angel <laughs> because the angel knew Peter's address the angel had to tell them okay send two men the angel told Cornelius send men right to the city called Joppa and to, part- to this particular house there you will see Peter and not all angels know your address of course your angel knows your address because it keeps you in all your ways that's what the Bible says in Psalm 91, verse 11. The Bible says, And he shall give his angels charge over you, and they shall keep you in all your ways. Of course, those angels know your address. Those ones. But the angels that come to you on special visitations, like the one that came to Mary, right? You need to receive your address from God to be able to locate and find you. So every angelic visitation that you've heard, right, is specific and intentional. And it's supposed to achieve a particular result in you and for you to the glory of the praise of God. Okay, the Bible says, And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Now, can I say this? Most times, at the initial stage of people's interaction with angels, they get afraid. And that's why when angels appear to us, one of the first things they say is, fear not. Fear is a negative emotion. Fear is a negative feeling. And one of the things fear does is that fear veils your mind from receiving the fullness of what the ministry has brought to you. So the angels said, fear not. Fear not. That was something they said to Daniel. Fear not. Don't be afraid. One of the reasons that that people get afraid at the sight of angels is because angels come with a measure of majestic glory around them. And that glory, in a sense, it compels honor. Not every time, though. Sometimes they come in a low demeanor as God has ordained it for them to come at different times. Sometimes they come in a low demeanor. Sometimes they come in a majestic form. Those people, when they come in a majestic, in a majestic form in their glory, men tend to be afraid. Even those who are saved. Hallelujah. So the angel said to Mary, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And I say to you too, anytime angels appear to you, don't be afraid. I don't know if the last angelic interaction you had, you were scared. Do not be afraid. <laughs> Why do I feel like someone is listening to this right now and when you, when the last interaction you had, you were afraid to the point that you couldn't even open your eyes to look at what was there. You know, do not be afraid. Okay? If the Lord has sent them to you, then their intention is ultimately good. So, if you have faith in God that has sent the angel to you, then fear should not have a place in your heart. Fear about divine interactions. Fear about divine processes. I remember one time that I had a specific visitation from the Lord. The Lord appeared to me in my room. I, 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 okay, I, I went to pay a visit to my to my cousin in a neighboring town, right? And the Lord appeared to me while I, I was alone at home that day. I was sitting in this in the sitting room, and then the Lord appeared to me with some angels, and then they were seated on the couch in the living room and the Lord said he wants to take me on a visit to somewhere so the Lord held my hand and then we were going up upwards 
we're going upwards into the sky somewhat and I, I got so scared I got so scared and then I didn't know when I te- I didn't know when I, when I spoke to the Lord and I said I'm not going just return me home you know <laughs> you know I told the Lord I'm not go back <laughs> I was scared to my butts like I was really really scared I was really really scared you know when I go back when I go like when I was conscious that I was in the room again I was like Lord what was that you know of course I aborted the process because of fear and the Lord the Lord didn't let take me to where he wanted to take me to because I was afraid. Fear about spiritual processes. Hallelujah. Do not allow fear in your heart. Rather, allow faith. Allow faith. Allow faith in your heart. Allow faith in your heart. When faith prospers in your heart, it helps you receive the fullness of what grace has given you. Hallelujah. So the angel said to Mary, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and he shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? How shall this be? saying I know not a man now um, the angelic interaction that Mary had with Gabriel is not visionary hallelujah it's not it's not visionary I, I believe it's not visionary I believe I believe Gabriel came bodily to Mary hallelujah I believe Gabriel came bodily to Mary Okay, um, I don't want to go into the details of certain things, but then, you know, visionary experiences, right, have their, um, what's the word now? The place where visionary experiences happen is in the realm of the spirit. The place where visionary experiences happen, right, is in the realm of the spirit. But then, um, angelic experiences, where they come to us physically, they are not visionary experiences because you don't really you don't necessarily need your eyes and the spirit to see them. However, you need your spiritual perception to discern them correctly. That's why the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that he said Paul said, accommodate strangers, right? Because unknowingly, some people have knowingly entertained strangers. Um, angels, Father. He said, accommodate strangers because some people have unknowingly entertained angels by receiving strangers into their home. The reason they unknowingly entertained angels is because their spiritual perception was low. So even if an angel should come to you bodily, if your spiritual perception is high, you'll be able to know that this is not a normal man. There is something about this man. You may not be able to point it. You may feel maybe perhaps he's a man of God or perhaps he's a minister of the gospel. But something about you should be able to tell that there is something about this man. Spiritual perception will help us with that. Hallelujah. So the angel spoke to Mary and prophesied upon Mary. And um, verse, verse 34, Mary said, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? Mary said, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? So you see a conversation between Mary and the angel. Hallelujah. If it's in the realm of the spirit, right, the conversation will happen with your heart. But if it is in the realm of the physical, of course, the conversion will happen with your mouth as though you are talking to your friend. 
I'll say that again. If the vision, if if the angelic experience you are having at any point, right, it's it's visionary. It's in the realm of the spirit. Then a conversion will happen with your heart, because it is with the gateways of your heart that you are able to see the visions. But if the interaction you are having with the angel is a physical one, if the angel appears to you physically, then of course you will talk with your mouth audibly because he's talking to you audibly too. Now Mary asked, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and the power of the most eye shall overshadow you. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, your cousin Elizabeth, she shall also conceive a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Verse 38 says, And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. There is another wisdom we can learn from Mary in interacting with angels. An angel can bring a message. <coughs> that looks so big for you that you may not really understand. But if you can understand that this angel is from the Lord, you know, honor the man that should submit to the word of God by saying, let it be to me according to your word. You are not submitting to the angel, you are submitting to the God that sent him. You are not submitting to the angel, you are submitting to the word of the Lord that he spoke. Or that he has spoken. Be it unto me according to your word. It's an art posture of humility. It's an art posture of submission. It's an art posture of honor. It's an art posture of accepting the fullness of what God has in store for us, even if we do not understand. Can I say this? In your interaction with angels, angels can tell you things that be, that, that may be dazzle you, things that you may not understand. But then receive the words in honor, and then you can go back to the Holy Spirit to ask for explanations. You can go back to the Holy Spirit to ask for clarity. Hallelujah. The same way a prophet can prophesy to you and you need to go back to God to clarify and to receive full understanding. An angel can also prophesy to you too. And you have to go back to God to receive full understanding of what the angel said. Amen. Glory to God. But then the foundation of interacting with angels is faith. Is faith. You don't need to see an angel with your eyes to be able to interact with an angel. Hallelujah. The Bible says strong meat, Hebrews chapter 5 verse 14, strong meat belong to those who by reason of use have learned to dis- have learned to discern, who by reason of use of their spiritual senses have learned to discern good from evil. Strong meat belong to those who by reason of use of their senses have learned to discern good from evil. By using our senses, it gets sharper in discernment of good from evil, in discernment of life and death. By use of our spiritual senses. Now, in the same way that we have senses in the physical, we also have senses in the spiritual. In the same way that we have senses in the physical, we also have senses We also have senses in the spirit, uh, in the spirit. Like we have spiritual senses, and our spiritual senses, right? They are basically used for discernment. 
So however way you are able to discern a spiritual presence, either by sight or by or by knowing or by feeling or by sensing, however way you're able to discern a spiritual presence, right? The major key is that you're able to discern it by faith, right? And discerning it by faith, you can interact. So long you can discern that there is something here, you can interact with it, with the gateways of your heart. With the gateways of your heart. Your heart is the central point, right? The art of man, the art of man is, is, is a big deal, friend. Your heart is the central point, right? That, you know, the, the Bible says, and uh, Christ shall dwell in our heart, or Christ shall live in our hearts by faith. The book of Ephesians 3, right? Christ dwells in our hearts by faith. So, Christ dwells in our hearts by faith. Christ dwells in our hearts by faith. Can you think how big your, your heart is? The Bible says in the book of Eph- uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 11, the Bible says God has set eternity in our heart. How big is the heart of man? And the Lord said, the Lord said in the book of Isaiah chapter 66, it says, The heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. What house will you build for me? For this thing, seeing that my hands have made them. However, to this man will I look. So in the eyes a broken heart and a contrite spirit. So we see that God has his habitation in a broken heart. If God can inhabit a, a heart, the heart of a man, how big do you think that heart can be? How big? Now, the heart of man is the central point of his interaction with creation. The heart of man is the central point of his interaction with creation. Man can interact with all created things, but his heart is the central point. His heart is a place of interaction. Hallelujah. So, with your heart, you can interact with angelic ministries. When they appear to you in the realm of visions. Amen. The first thing to do is to discern them. Is to discern them now. Can I say this? When the Lord sovereignly sends an angel to you, you don't really need much. You don't really, you don't really, you don't really need anything to be able to discern them. However, you need everything to respond accurately. So when God releases or sends an angelic an, an angel to you, for instance, now on a on a special assignment, you don't really need anything to know that an angel is here. Something about you will pick it. You may not be sure, but something about you will pick it. Something about you will sense it. Something about you will perceive it. Now, upon the perception, upon the sensing, right, the next thing is to respond adequately. And that's one of the reasons why we are doing this, this podcast, so that people can know how to respond adequately to angelic ministry. There is a way to respond. We respond in honor. We respond in humility. The Bible says, "He that receives an angel, sorry, he that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet will obtain a prophet's reward." Also, he that receives an angel in the name of an angel will receive the reward of an angel. Hallelujah! What is the reward of an angel? The supply of the spirit that God has sent the angel to bring to you. This honor for angelic ministry. Right, we shut you out of certain supply of the spirit that angels are supposed to bring to you. Hallelujah. The way God has designed our life is that is that angelic interactions around us will be much. That's the way God has designed our life. The Bible says in 
Psalm 91 verse 11. The Bible says, And he shall give his angels charge over you. Angels, plural, charge over you, singular. And they shall keep you in all your ways, plural. So every individual, right, has angels, plural. Now God has given him to keep him in all his ways, plural. That's a promise. He shall give his angel charge over you. That's a promise, right? But then the Bible tells us in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, the Bible says, all the promises of God in Christ Jesus are yea and amen. In other words, all the promises of God in Christ Jesus have been fulfilled. That means God has given his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. So that means as you interact in each of your way, angels are there to keep you. The Bible now says in verse 12, Bible says they shall bear you up in their hands lest you dash your feet against stones. Okay? You'll be able to enjoy that supply of angelic ministry if you respond to them adequately. Even as they manifest in all your ways. Hallelujah. I hope this is blessing you. I hope you're receiving wisdom from this. I hope you're receiving wisdom from this. If you look at the ministry of angels right from the Old Testament into the New you see how that people interacted with the, the ministry of angels even without being born again. Right from Abraham to Lot to, to David to Manoah, right to the prophets, they interacted with the ministry of angels even without being born again. And how did they do that? Some of them saw angels in their visions. Some of them saw angels physically, right? But they were able to maximize the ministry of the angels. The basic principle is faith. The basic principle is faith. That confidence in God, right? That makes you know that if God has sent his angels to you, then God wants you to receive the fullness of what they have brought and you can. You know, the ministry of angel is, is not a spooky one. Like, it's, it's not a spooky one as people have tempted to be. The Hebrew never saw it as something spooky. It is part of their heritage. Their heritage of faith. Angelic ministry is part of the heritage of faith for the normal break man. We saw how that when they released Peter from the prison in the book of Acts of Apostles chapter 12, the Bible recorded that when, when he got to the place where the brethren were praying, Rhoda ran to the door to open the door. And when he heard Peter's voice, the Bible says she went back. She went back into the room to tell the brethren that Peter is around. And they said, no, it can't be Peter. It has to be his angels. That shows us the consciousness of angelic ministry that the early believers had, they were so conscious of the ministry of angels. They were so conscious of it. It's part of their heritage. It's not a spooky thing for them. It's not a spooky thing for them at all. Remember when they gave birth to Jesus, the Bible said some shepherds were on the feed and angels appeared to them to tell them that Jesus has been born. Look of Luke chapter 2. Right? It's, it's an heritage for them. 
angels manifest and they receive their ministries simply by faith. Your faith in God should be so strong to the point where you know that he can send his angels to you and you can interact with his angels. You are a son of God and angels are your father's messengers and he can send his messengers to you to bring messages to you on behalf of the father and through faith you can receive the messages they've brought. The Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. For those who come to God must believe that he is and is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Faith is a basics. Faith is a foundation. Faith is a sight you need to interact with angels. I said earlier that you don't necessarily need to see them to interact with them. If you see them, fine. It makes the experience more real. But if you don't see them, the experience is still, is still real. It's still good. So long you can maximize the experience. Hallelujah. Now let me let me share a few stories with us, right? Um, a few years ago, when I began to have angelic experiences, it began with sensing for me. I can remember vividly how one day I was by the queue at the ATM stand and I wanted to withdraw money. And I was the last person in the queue. Suddenly I began to feel that someone was standing behind me. So I felt maybe someone joined the queue after me and then I looked behind and I didn't see anyone I said oh okay maybe maybe it's just me and I faced my front a few minutes later I felt the same feeling again I looked behind and I didn't see anybody I faced my front again I felt the same thing the third time I just felt in my spirit I guess I guess this is me perceiving my angel perceiving the presence of my angel standing behind me right I didn't interact I just said oh, okay I know my angel is with me that's good you know the second time, the second time it happened, I was in a meeting, fellowship with the saints, and then my hands were lifted, and someone practically walked in front of me. And then I opened my eyes and I didn't see anybody. And I knew, oh, it was an angel that walked in front of me. That's why I didn't see anybody on the physical. For me, it began with perceptions like that. But then, after a while, I began to learn how to yield in my heart to the Holy Spirit, right? To engage more after sensing the presence of an angel. So. It be, when it begins with that interaction and I begin to engage the Holy Spirit in my heart and I yield to the Holy Spirit in my heart and I ask questions people ask me things like how do I know how do I know um, how do I know that what the angel is saying to me is true I tell them ask the Holy Spirit people ask me how do I know how do I know what to say to the angel how do I I tell them I tell them concentrate on the Holy Spirit right as your heart is in tune with the with the heart of the Holy Spirit or with the Holy Spirit you know how exactly to respond to angelic ministries there is no there is no formula the basic formula is live in the spirit yield to the spirit at all times the spirit will teach you how to respond at all times right to, to the ministry of angels but the primary thing you need to set your heart on is that when you discern angels around, pay attention to them. I said earlier that not paying attention is one of the greatest insults in the realm of the spirit or to spirit beings. Dishonor and not paying attention, it practically weakens them. So when you discern an angel around you sent from God, pay attention to the angel. Right? And turn in your heart. Turn in your heart. 
the Bible said when David, um, when Moses, in the book of Exodus chapter 3, when Moses saw the bush that was burning and was not consumed, the Bible says he said to himself, I will now turn and see this great sight. And then upon his turning, he heard a voice saying, Moses, off your shoes because the ground that you're standing on is a holy ground. Until we turn, we may not hear the voice. After discerning the presence of the angel, until we turn in our heart, we may not hear the voice calling out to us. The turning is the art posture of paying attention. So what David, what, what, sorry, what Moses was saying is, I will now pay attention to this great sight. And as he paid attention, he heard a voice and called his name. We must learn to pay attention. We must learn to pay attention when we sense angelic ministries around. When we sense that angels around us pay attention. How do you pay attention? Concentrate your focus on that direction and ask the Holy Spirit questions. Lord, who is that? Lord, what's that? And the Spirit will lead you into all truth. The Holy Spirit can say, ask him, who is he? And then you go, okay, who are you? Now, you may ask, am I, am I supposed to stop with my mouth? I, I mentioned earlier that the center point of interaction with creation is our heart. So it is with your heart that you will ask, who are you? And then you will ask, will he hear me? Yes, he will hear you because in the realm of the spirit, your thoughts are louder than your voice. But then God does not allow external spirits to hear our thoughts except, except the ones that we permit them to. So demons can't pick my thoughts. Only the things I say. Angels can't pick my thoughts. Only the things I say. Only things I say with respect to. Only things I communicate with my heart to the angel. That's what he hears. With the consciousness on my part. That's what he hears. Okay? So, you can communicate with angels, with your heart. Concentrate on the experience with your heart. And engage it. Ask questions. Mary said, how shall this things be? It is wise to ask questions. Who are you? What have you come to do? And when the angel talks, ask him questions. Okay, this. For instance, now, do you know that the prophecy Gabriel gave to Mary was not complete until Mary asked, how shall this thing be? And then Gabriel went and Gabriel went ahead to say, the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord God will rest upon you and the power of the most I shall not overshadow you. We may never have read the how if Mary didn't ask. So, ask questions. Ask the question to make you to receive the fullness of the supply the angel has brought. Amen. Hallelujah. The next question is, I believe may want to ask, how will I know that it is not me that is thinking it in my heart? Can I ask you a question? Does the Holy Spirit talk to you? If the answer is yes, how do you know it's him? Why don't you think it is you who is thinking it in your heart? You just believe that it's him, right? In the same way, just believe that it's the angel. Amen. Sometimes it can be your heart, but a real spiritual experience will still happen with your heart. But the difference between a real one and one that is not real, right, is the witness of the spirit and the presence of God that you feel and the atmosphere of joy, of peace, of faith, of hope, and of the kingdom around you during that experience. 
That's something that distinguishes a fake imaginary experience and a real one that really happened. People go, what is my mind that is saying those things? And I go, faith, faith, faith is the solution to that. Faith is the answer to that. If you ask the Holy Spirit questions, and the Holy Spirit responds to you in your heart, by this will respond to you in your heart, and you believe. And upon believing, you received the word, and then you went ahead to obey what the Spirit said simply by faith. In the same way you blessed with angelic ministry too, by faith. By faith. So either you see them with your eyes or you don't see them with your eyes. But if you can discern the around, just turn your heart to that direction and engage by asking questions. And remember I said earlier, you acknowledge their presence, right? And you respond by paying attention to them. And the third one, yield to the Holy Spirit in your heart. The Holy Spirit knows all things. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit does what? He knows all things. And He can help you to receive the fullness of the ministry the angel has brought to you at that particular time, at that set time. Amen. You know, the people of the Old Testament, they honor angels so much that, so much that when Lot saw the angels, right, approaching Sodom and Gomorrah, one of the questions is, one of the first questions is, how did Lot even knew that they were angels? How did he know that they were angels? Lot knew that they were angels by his perception. I believe that Lot's working with Abraham left him with, with a sense of spiritual consciousness, right? He left him with a sense of spiritual consciousness and culture. That when he saw the angels come from afar, he could discern that these were not mere men. And then he ran to them, received them into his home. The same way Abraham ran to them and received them into his home from Genesis chapter 18. Amen. So, our discernment must be consistently exercised. Hallelujah. Now, another question. Can you see angels at weed? Can you see angels at weed? I'll answer that question by using some scriptures, right? The scripture records that there was a particular time that Elisha was surrounded by the Syrian army. They wanted to come to take a prophet away. And then when his servant went in the morning to go and do his duties, he saw this, he saw the soldiers of the Syrian, so many, right, standing outside against them. And then he ran to go and call his master, Elisha. And then Elisha got out, Elisha saw them, but he was not he was not perplexed, he was not confounded, he was just normal. And the servant was surprised. Are you not supposed to be afraid? You know? And Elisha told his servant, those that are with us are more than those that are with them. But someone didn't understand, and then Elisha had to pray, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. Lord, open his eyes that he may see. What's that? That's Elijah, Elisha exercising his will for the opening of eyes of his servant. And upon that prayer, his eyes were opened, and he saw that those, uh, he saw horsemen and chariots, right, surrounding the Syrian army. And as he saw that, wow, his faith rose, and he knew that this, this is God. Now, at that point, Elisha, exercise his will to open the eyes, the spiritual eyes of his servant. If Elijah could do that for someone else, do you think he, he won't do that for himself? He won't exercise his own will, right? And ask the Lord to open his own sight to see. Okay? The question is, can you 
see in the realm of the spirit at will? Can you see angels at will? The answer is yes from that scripture because Elisha used his will to cause his servants to see angels. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Another scripture, the Bible says in John chapter 3 verse 3, unless man born again, he cannot see the kingdom. None that you are born again, that means you can see the kingdom. And what are the things in the kingdom? Right? The Bible says you have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, heavenly Jerusalem, right? In the company of angels, the spirit of just made perfect, the blood of sprinkling. You can see all of these things that I just mentioned. Because you are now in the kingdom. And your eyes are open to see the kingdom. I know that that scripture can also mean that we can discern the kingdom now that we are born again and we can discern the operations and the movements of God and the movements of the Spirit of God on the earth. But it also means that you know, sometimes when we place the place or place the face value of scriptures on it, it helps also have better interactions with the Spirit of the world. So when it says, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom. Now you are born again means you can see the kingdom and all that is in the kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the things shall be added unto you. As you seek the kingdom and you are born again, you can see the kingdom. And all that is in it, you can see it. Hallelujah. You know, I practically engage myself and exercise myself to see in the realm of the spirit. How do I do that? Lord, thank you because my angels are around me. And thank you, Lord, because I can see them. Because your word says, unless a man born again, it cannot see the kingdom. Thank you, Father, because I am born again and I can see the kingdom. And because I can see the kingdom, I can see my angels. That's, I consistently I consistently did that for a while until God opened my eyes. Will I say that? I think I would rather say until my eyes were opened because all things have been given unto us. All we are doing now is receiving the fullness of all that God has given so God already did open my eyes. But as I did that, I came to the full consciousness that my eyes were opened. Because unless my body again, he can't see. He cannot see. Now that I am born again, I can see. But if I am not seeing, it's because I'm not yet conscious that I can see because I am born again. So the day you truly realize that because you are born again, you can now see. From that day, you begin to see. So what in the sight of for many people is lack of realization. Realization of what? Realization of what the scripture says about them. That realization is supposed to come to you or it's supposed to form a consciousness for you. And that consciousness is supposed to broaden your realm of sight, your, your realm of coverage, or the realm of coverage of your heart. You know, the, the, the more our consciousness is expanded with respect to the things of the kingdom, the better our sight, right? The better our sight of the, of the things of the kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, strong meat, Hebrews 5.14, belongs to those who by reason of use have exercised their spiritual senses. That means God expects me to exercise my spiritual senses by using it. So I learned to use mine by consistently confessing the word and stretching in faith to see. So I begin to say things like, I look and I see. I look and I see. I look in the spirit realm and I see the realm of the kingdom of God. I see the kingdom of God. I see the things of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I have never really, it has never really been my desire to see into the broad spectrum of the kingdom. I don't want to be seeing demons around. I don't want to see it. I don't, my, my vision, my, my, my prayer is not to have visions of the spirit realm that contains the devil and all that is doing. No, I, my, my, my prayer, my desire is to have visions of God. 
visions of the kingdom of God. The Bible says your sons and your daughters would we will see visions. Right? Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams, right? Joel 2 28. The visions that I want to be seen is the visions of God, the visions of the kingdom of God. Those are the things I want to be seen. Those are the things I want to be seen. As I engage my sight and exercise myself, right? I, my consciousness began to get more expanded, more expanded, more expanded, more expanded. And this, this began to affect my body. That consciousness began to affect my body in a way that when I enter into a place, my body can tell me that angels are here. I can sense their presence with my physical body. I can sense their presence with my spiritual perception. I can sense their presence by sight in the spirit. But whichever means I used to sense their presence, that sensing of their presence is called sight. And that's what I call discernment or spiritual discernment. Hallelujah. So, spiritual discernment has its foundational principle on faith. Because it is faith, or it is by faith that you will exercise yourself to sight. And it is by faith that you will exercise yourself to interact with angels. It is by faith that you know that if you talk, angels will hear and they will move swiftly. It is by faith that you know that if angels speak, you will hear. Right? It's by faith that you know that you can see angels in your dream. It's by faith that you know that angels can manifest in your room and bring message for you. And by faith you can receive the fullness of all they brought for you. All by faith. All by faith. So this is the will of the Lord. That we shall receive the fullness of the blessings of redemption. One of which is the ministry of angels. I hope this series has blessed you. Oh, we thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Oh, we thank you, Spirit of God. Shale de coparasta pleki divarusti. Rondo stepli ke ronda lehekrasti pe kusta di bratia. Lord, I just pray for my brother, for my sister listening to this right now. As Elisha prayed for his servant, that Lord opened his eyes. I pray that Lord, you open their eyes. Cause their eyes to be open in the realm of the Spirit. Cause them to see. Cause them to see in the name of Jesus. Cause them to see into the realm of the Spirit. Cause them to see into the kingdom realm of heaven. So that they can receive the fullness of all that you have ordained for them. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, help their discernment to become sharp. So that they can receive the fullness of angelic ministries whenever, whenever you, you sovereignly send angels to them. And whenever they need to interact with their angels. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because you've heard us. In Jesus' name. I hope this podcast bless you. I'll be willing to take questions and I'll be willing to take your testimonies. Right? You can just send them to the numbers, the number on the flyer or the email. God bless you. We're going to continue from here at the next podcast. And on the next podcast, we're going to be looking at receiving angelic ministries. Right? Today, we looked at engaging angels by faith. The next podcast, we're going to be looking at receiving angelic ministries. God bless you. God bless you. See you at the next podcast. Thank you.